Join me right now on Kumite TV is newly signed UFC featherweight Vince Murdoch. How does that sound, man? How does it sound to be a UFC oh. featherweight? Fucking dream come true. Ten years in the making. Literally a decade. I started fighting in high school, man. This is this is such an amazing moment for me, man. I'm I'm fucking. I can't say it enough, man. I'm super blessed and excited and and. Uh, yeah, man, the emotions are still taking over right now. So uh, it's it's a great feeling. So I feel great. <laughs> hey, man, you know, a lot of people might not know your story, but one year ago today, you were sitting at home coming off a disastrous experience fighting for Super Fight <laughs> League. How beat up were you emotionally and mentally during that time? Um, that was one, That was a super difficult time for me, man. I didn't think that was something, honestly, that I was going to recover from. Uh you know, I, it was, you know, it almost kind of seems like a blur because I'm, I'm not really sure how I did recover from it. I think I just kind of went back to the gym and you just put the pieces back together and, uh, you know, did the only thing that I knew how to do. And that's, you know, staying in the gym, staying busy and, um, trying to occupy my mind through the things that I love, which is training and helping the guys out and being a part of a team. And, um, you know, ultimately trying to just, you know, seeing if, I have the momentum to put together another sequence of fights and, you know, see if I had what it take to keep the ball going again. And, I, you know, I think I did. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> During that time, you know, who was there for you? Your support system? Because you had to have somebody <laughs> or some people there for you to kind of bring you back up, man, because... Being alone in that situation is very difficult for any person. You could be the toughest guy in the world, but you know, going through all of that in a in a foreign country is uh, devastating. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, my fiance, uh, who I later you know proposed to later that year, um, was uh, helped me out a lot. You know, I can't imagine going through that without her. Um, but you know what, man, I have a lot of support, a lot of friends, a lot of family. Uh, back in Michigan and in um, Sacramento um, and the outpour of messages and you know from my team and just from friends and family all around even India uh, you know just kept reaching out to me and just assuring me that you know that I could come back from this and um, you know kind of helped helped a bit but uh, yeah most importantly probably my fiance she <laughs> I mean it was a very uh, yeah, man, I even I even left the country for a little bit. I went to Australia, um, so uh, yeah, man, I would probably say my fiance helped the most, but uh, it's a difficult time for sure. Oh, well, you know, congratulations on the engagement. Um, uh, yeah. I guess this <laughs> UFC contract comes at a perfect time. Am I right? Man, couldn't come at a better time. This shit is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, later that year. Later in 2018, you returned to competition at TWC. You fought for the title. Going into that fight, were you? Did you feel the hungriest that you have ever felt in your life? Um, I wouldn't say the hungriest, man. I just felt, you know, ready to go. Uh, I was ready to put everything in the past behind me and just go out there and get to what I knew to do. And it had been like a. It felt a, like a. You know, that was a long layoff for me. Uh, I normally try to compete every like three to four months. Uh, on the sm on these smaller shows, um, we'll see what it's like now. But um, I, I love competing and I like to stay active. And that was like a pretty long layoff. So uh, you know, 
I didn't want to say like any like ring rust or nothing like that, but uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to go in there and 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 see if I'd gotten better or whatever. You know, I felt at home. You know, I felt at peace in there, and it felt just like how I was supposed to feel. Um, put things together, got the finish. Um, you know, so it was good. After going through that rough patch in the first half of 2018, and then getting that featherweight title wrapped around your waist, what were the emotions like that night? Bro, you know, that was weird because I had a bunch of people kind of bring that up. And they're like, man, if you like compared the beginning of the year to your second half of the year, like what a roller coaster. And uh, you know what? It was just that, man. Like um, the beginning of the year, I had, you know, I said like this is going to be the best year of my life. Like I'm going to get in the UFC. And I said all these things. And then, um, you know, the opposite of all that happened. Like <laughs> I was having the worst year of my life. Um you know, and then it was difficult. I went to Australia. I cut my eyebrow, you know, uh, I got back home, but, um, but towards the end of the year, you know, I, uh, um, things just started taking a turn, man. I started, you know, trying to dive deeper into like manifesting things and belief systems and, uh, you know, trying to figure more, learn more about myself. And, uh, you know, the more I've gotten better at stuff like that, the more, uh, you know, more, better things in life you know my life's been my quality of life has gotten better since then and uh especially towards at the end man i you know i proposed to kira in you know shit september <laughs> um september and uh you know just just right around that area everything just started to kind of take a turn and uh you know i i can't even explain to you like how great um you know the feeling the, the diversities and the feeling from beginning to the end man it was like a fucking you know, one second it's hot, one second it's cold, you know what I mean? So, uh, it was crazy. It's crazy. Tons of emotions, so it was awesome. Well, now, man, you embark on your UFC career in Minneapolis, Minnesota. How did this short notice opportunity come together for you? <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm not entirely sure. I just, I just called my managers and, uh, I said, hey, man, is a UFC – so they called me earlier. I had I'd actually gotten a call for a 35 fight earlier, and it was one of the hardest things for me to do was say, no, uh, I'm not in a position to take the fight. And, you know, my managers were upset, and I was upset myself. Um, and I called my manager back the next day. And I was like, look, man, I'm sorry I fucked up. Um, I said, I'm going to – so we postponed the wedding. And I told, you know, my fiance, I said, you know, I think I got a real shot at getting back in. Let me see if I get in this year. Let's, you know, hold off the wedding till 2020. Um, and uh, let's see if I get in. And, and we just waited. And, you know, it was weird. They just called me out of the blue. And they're like, hey, I, you know, uh, <laughs> I'd just gotten into my car. Um, and they called me. It was uh, Jeremy uh, Luchow. And he called me, he goes, are you ready? And I go, ready, ready for what? And he goes, uh, June 29th. And I go, okay, uh, you know, wh where? You know, he goes, Minneapolis. I'm like, I know, but for who? He goes, Jordan Griffin. I go, I know, but for who? He goes, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, the UFC. And I was, or he goes, ESPN and <laughs> uh, UFC. And I was like, Man, I fucking rolled down my window and just fucking screamed. And um, he got the, uh, my other manager on the phone. 
um, House, Jason House, and, uh, you know, they just kind of both congratulated me together and, and welcomed me in. And uh, uh, the whole experience is something I'll never forget, man. It was super cool. I mean, I'm still thanking them. I'm still running off that high. It's such a cool experience. You know, I've been I've been shooting for this forever, man. And people that know me know how important this is to me. So uh, this is fucking it was it was unreal, surreal, super cool uh, experience. I I mean, I want to say like I kind of manifested it. I was I, I kept telling people I was like, hey man, I really got a good feeling that I'm gonna get that you know a short notice call here. I just I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling, and uh, it just fucking came. So uh, it's pretty cool. So, because you had that feeling of getting a short notice fight, you must have been in training, keeping your weight low, you know, helping other guys out. Because I think you do have like a bunch of guys getting ready for future cards right now. Were you in, involved yeah. in many camps? Yeah, I mean, I'm always, uh, everyone in the gym is at my weight basically. So, I was trying to help out as much as possible uh, with anybody, you know, that needed a body. Obviously, I couldn't mimic everybody's opponent just because that wasn't me. But uh, I was definitely helping out. I was in there for Emmett. I was in there for Uriah. Um, you know, I was in there for Benito. So, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, it, it was short notice, but it didn't feel so short. You know what I mean? Like, I was training hard. I know I pushed myself hard, uh, and I'm confident in how hard I trained. So it's like honestly really didn't feel too short some of these times i was pushing myself so hard i was like man i'm not even in camp and I'm, i feel like i'm training for a fight so um yeah man i i'm good to go <laughs> speaking of uriah he's coming back at ufc sacramento you know how big of an impact has he had on your life and your career yeah so i think this is my eighth year so 2011, I think, is when I came out. Um, yeah, Uriah sort of kind of invited me into his home when I was 20. Um, and, you know, I I came to check out the gym just to, to, uh, to train, like, you know, just to see what it was like. I wasn't a pro yet. And, uh, you know, I ended up just never going home. <laughs> I uh, didn't move anything there. I had meant to just stay for a few like a month or something and uh you know i ended up just staying there forever and, I, and i'm still here and i and i still haven't been home i mean i, I visit home but uh, it was uh yeah it just kind of turned into a thing your eyes done a lot for a lot of people here um i think that's why the gym and the team are is as uh is doing as well or as big as it is is because of someone like him um he really is a giving person and he creates an atmosphere for athletes like me and many other athletes that you know didn't really have places to go or call home and you know he's created that for a lot of us um you know i know he's uh a new father but uh he's been a father to a lot of us there so especially me man your eyes really took me in especially when i was younger uh really helped me out gave me a job gave me a place to live um you know and it's really brought me up um <laughs> yeah man he's a huge impact on my career so uh it's cool to see him you know still doing the things that he loves uh and able to get back in there and still be able to compete and willing to compete and you know healthy enough too because you know that's a blessing in itself and a privilege so it's cool to see someone of his stature and hall of fame status to be able to still do it you know against someone like ricky simons who's young and up and coming and you know that's cool i think it should be the main event it's kind of fucked up that it's not but <laughs> that's what it is you know another guy that's been in the news lately a former teammate of yours tj dillashaw <laughs> 
you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, Uriah and him have been going back and forth for a long time, and you know, you, you know, you're a guy that kind of sits in the back and doesn't really say anything. But I would like to get your thoughts on him getting popped for EPO. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> um, you know, uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's. It's unfortunate for the sport, you know. I take what you know. It it, it sucks because uh, I take our sport very seriously, and you know I want anytime it's a black eye on our sport is never never a good thing. So uh, that part kind of sucks, you know. His beef between with him and Uriah, um, you know, I kind of it's it's kind of between them, but it, it kind of involves me too, just because he left the team, and and you know Uriah's my boy, and. Uh, but at the same time, it's, you know, not something I try to uh, really be a part of. But, uh, you know, I mean, it just makes you wonder, you know, how long has it been going on and, uh, you know, what else is there or if there is anything else, you know. Uh, I really don't know. I try not to keep too many thoughts, uh, you know. It is it is what it is, man. I don't know. He's, he, he cheated. <laughs> it sucks, man, but it is what it is. Yeah, because the reason why I ask you is because now you are in the UFC and now it is part of the game. It is part of the promotion, you know, fighters getting tested. You know, outside of the promotion, oh, yeah. being tested is not such a big deal, I believe, you know, because most guys aren't getting tested, so there's nothing to really say. Um, now, they have a beef. Uriah's back. TJ Dillashaw versus Uriah Favor. Would you like to see that fight? Hundred percent. Who wouldn't? That's gonna be a fucking banger for sure. And you know what? It's weird, man. I can kind of see that because I think you know Uriah has you know some fights left on his contract, and by the time you know TJ is not gonna be ranked, so um, you know what? That would be an interesting you know fight. I bet you they could play it up, and uh, I could definitely see that happening for sure. Like there's hundred percent, man. <laughs> You'll be interviewing me again and, and be like, "Yep, called it." So. <laughs> For yeah, sure. definitely. I can see that happening in the future. Maybe when TJ comes back off his suspension, right right when he comes back, fight Uriah, yep, main yep. event in Sacramento. There's no doubt that will be the uh, main event. Bro, that would be wild. I mean, just think about it. Because, like, you know, they were they, back, you know, when I first got here, the, those guys were just as close as anyone, man. Like, you, you should have, you know, Uriah looked at TJ like he was a brother or a son at the time. And, uh, you know, he, he did a lot of things for him, so their relationship was deep. So uh, it would be definitely pretty wild, especially from someone uh, from my point of view. You know, I was there the day he kicked him out. It was a pretty weird experience <laughs> uh, watching TJ leave the gym and clean his locker out that day. And, uh, yeah, man, just to see him after, you know, all, all the stuff that's transpired, it would be a very interesting turn, you know, to see, <laughs> to see that unfold, man. I would love to watch that. No doubt, man. Well, I'm going to enjoy watching you make your UFC debut, man. Hey, UFC on ESPN3, June 29th. It's only a few days away. You know, I know your right. story, man. I know what you've been through. And if, and I'm happy for you, man, that you are getting your chance. You're getting your shot. Thank you so much, Vince. And uh, hopefully we'll do many more interviews in the future. Oh, for sure, brother, man. I appreciate you. I'll always come on, man. Thanks a lot.